I just simply got to do better. Welcome, 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 welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast, and this is a yet another special delivery. And I'm so, so glad today, you know, I had to do the special delivery. I'm also shout out to everyone who joins me on IG Live, you know, Insta Live or whatever I'm recording. Today is a fun one. It's a fun one. It's a few things just happen in the world that I feel like I need to say something about. You know, this is going to be more of, you know, kind of pop culture, pop culture-esque type of um, special delivery, you know. Something I'm going to be doing, you know, in this next new year of me podcasting. Shout out to everyone who has already listened to the another one episode, which is the two year anniversary episode. I see you out here, friend. I see you. How you feeling, girl? And I really just, you know, want to really thank everyone who's already supported me, supported me thus far. If this is the first time you're listening to me, welcome, welcome, welcome. You've just joined something that's really dope, really cool. I talk about a lot of great things, talk about a little bit of everything from pop culture to politics to just the way the millennials think and, and interact with amongst each other. Um, so you, you're here for the ride. So, you know, enjoy yourself while you're here. You feel me? Enjoy yourself because it's going to be good. It's going to be so good. Um, Essentially, uh, what I must, what I must, must uh, talk about. He was feeling bad. Why was you feeling bad? Uh, what I must talk about is, uh, I'm gonna mind you, I'm on IG Live, y'all. So it's gonna be pretty uh, random, but it's gonna be a good, it's gonna be a good episode. Um, I got the things that I must talk about today are this Kevin Hart fiasco. This insecure finale, and I definitely want to give you my take on, you know, the little that I've seen, um, the little that I've seen of the love, the Black Love doc- documentary. Might as well get this, uh, you know, do it in level of importance. Aw, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, well, glad you're here, glad you're here. Um, enjoy yourself while you're here, you know. Um, all new listeners are always welcome because why we need y'all to keep going, to keep doing this new, new ears all the time. Um, um, if you don't know now, you know, you can definitely follow me on Kings underscore memoirs on everything. So if you ever want to catch me doing one of these lives and give me, you know, give me some contributions because I want to interact with you guys. So I want to do these things so I can, you know, get, um, you know, get a feel for exactly what everyone is feeling. Um, but I must say, this Kevin Hart situation is very interesting. If you've been living under a rock with Patrick, then you don't know what's been going on. Um, just about a month ago, well, two months ago now, in July, uh, probably around the end of July, you had Kevin Hart, the millionaire, comedian, Hollywood superstar, starring in any movie he could possibly want, you know, has built a career 
off of, you know, talking about his family, observational comedy, all these different things. And one major thing that he talked about was infidelity a lot within his situation. So it comes out that this man, it has pictures, this pictures of this man in Miami around like 5 a.m. with this, you know, young, young woman. And um, it don't look good. The man already publicly is known to have a history of infidelity. So, of course, in our all in all of our own, you know, black ass common sense, we just uh, jump to the we feel that and we finding out now the right conclusion that this man was cheating, cheating through his teeth, you know, cheating all the way through his teeth. But it's, you know, are we surprised? No, it's a man who is, you know, accrued a lot of wealth and also he cheated on his wife before the fact. Before he got to this point. So this is just something that he was already, you know, capable of doing, which a lot of men are. A lot of regular ass men are out here cheating. So it's not level Jay Z cheated. We already been there, done that. Listen to my men episode, you know, my four forty four breakdown episode. You can hear what I said about that. But I think the way that he's handling this is probably one of the worst. Uh, the fact that it had, it took for the quote-unquote you know, mistress or other woman to be kind of threaten him with extortion for him to come out. Uh, but not even come out. He probably still got found out. Still probably, you know, was caught up. Um, and this could have been an internal family thing. You know, could have been all private. But him being a celebrity and not only that, him feeling that he needs to get in front of it in this PR matter and this, you know, weird PR move that he tried, I think it's kind of odd. I personally wouldn't have been on IG apologizing because I feel like that would have instantly made you a meme. Maybe that was exactly what he wanted, though. Maybe he knew that there would be some type of benefit to that kind of social capital. I don't know why, but maybe that's what it is. Um, but I think uh, it was odd. It's weird. I think, you know, it only shows, you know, and it keeps perpetuating the fact of, you know, men who have some type of affluence kind of feel a little bit of, you know, untouchable, feel like they can do what the hell they want. But this was a, this was kind of, you know, this is a real foul move. I could say so myself, like this man literally, you know, but I mean, like I said, it's, he's done this before and I don't like to press because I feel like people can change. I think people were kind of convinced that he has changed. You know, how he was all, you know, my wife and my love and I wouldn't even do this. Literally just, what, a few more months early in this year. Um, So you say you can't profit off it. I mean, yes, I, you know, in the, the times we live in, there, we live in the, the days of the Kardashians where, you know, any, any, any publicity is good publicity and you can gain that if you know, if you know exactly what you're doing. So he definitely may be getting a lot from this. Um, but from a perspective of how this affects, you know, us from a cultural, you know, as a, as a cultural, you know, landscape, it's really not good because of the way that people reacted. I've seen a lot of men, you know, and I think, yeah, it may be a joke. Yeah, it may be sarcasm, but I feel like, you know, there is some truth to certain, you know, little very consistent things that are happening. That being, you know, Kevin Hart is the first man to ever cheat you know, and saying little things like that. And I thought, I think that's real odd. I think that's real strange, but also it's right on brand with a lot of, you know, with a lot of men. And I'm not, you know, sitting here trying to shame men who cheat, shame anyone who cheat. I think it's just a simple fact that we can't, if we truly want to not be considered dogs, and I say we, 
we truly if we truly want don't to not be considered dogs and and to be trifling and being trash and being all these different things from women and just the, the populace in general then don't do trash ass shit that's just what we can't do and cheating on your wife cheating on your girlfriend all those things are and if in the in the coup de gras if you cheat on her while she's pregnant with the child with your child godly you know like how 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 dirty can you get and they say you know he was drunk and you know had you know was high as hell so you know that's why there was a video that's why how she got proof bro you i mean i just really don't know it's no excuse this is no excuse for the behavior and if you really want to avoid these situations don't do them but if that's how you feel you can easily not be a person who is married you can easily i, I really don't get that like people out here cheating as if you know single people ain't out here getting sexed up you know what i'm saying there's a lot of you know men and women out here who are ready to give to to participate in casual sex or not even just casual sex if you want a little if you want ties they ready for the ties too no matter what you want they trying to give it these people out here trying to give it to you cheating doesn't have to happen is what I'm saying but it is going to happen because there's so many different nuanced things that kind of go into play of why and what makes people cheat but I think that, you know, I want to give, you know, guys a definition because I think this is exactly what's happening because there's a certain type of cognitive dissonance that's happening amongst men, of you know, millennial men of today where, you know, we do certain things or we try to justify certain things that we do. And it's kind of like you can't be that way. I'm personally trying to be the example of, you know, not doing these certain things, but I'm going to always consider myself a we because I feel like we got to hold each other accountable. We got to hold each other uh, accountable for the things that our brothers and the brothers next to us do. If I got a homeboy who out here dogging the hell out of his girl, I got to check him. I got to let it be known. Like, bro, you fucked up. You foul. Like, it's not cool. You got to do better. Like, this is your whole ass, the mother of your children, and you out here dogging her out. Dicking down some chick, you know, a thousand miles away in Miami on South Beach. It's not a good look. It's not, it's not showing. If you, you quote unquote committed yourself to a person, that's really not what you're showing. So you're not even being true to what you said you was going to do. So this, you know, cognitive dissonance is definitely occurring. But just to give you a definition, because, you know, this isn't, you know, kind of is an educational podcast too. For the people who may not know, has heard, have heard that word before, but, you know, just need a refresher. You know, a few of us been out of college for a little bit of time. So, we, you know, we don't remember all our buzz and vocab words. Cognitive dissonance, a state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, and attitudes, especially as relating to behavior, decisions, and attitude change. Mm. Because we, as men, I think are very confident in what we do. Of course we are, because we cheat. Of course we're going to be confident as hell. We're going to definitely be confident as shit when we do the things that we do, because we feel that we really can get away with these things. So it is, you know, it's up to you, but I believe the supporting of other men cheating and then going around and saying that, you know, all men aren't trash and feminists need to shut the hell up and all these other things. We are we are literally contributing to what we can't stand. And personally, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of defending. Them. 
I'm tired of being thrown in a bunch, but I will claim that for now until we get ourselves out of the situation. Cause I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not, I'm gonna always be fighting that. I'm always look like a guy. I'm always gonna be the assumption of me being a quote unquote person who has done these certain things is gonna always be around as long as the general consensus that men are trash is a, is is a thing. So I have to say we, cause I'm gonna hold you accountable and let you know, bro, you foul, you fucked up. If you don't want to do that, don't do that. There's so many women out here. If you a good looking dude. You can go out there and you can be honest and get some, get exactly what the hell you asking for. That is it. They will hand the shit right to you. So if you are out here trying to get some sex, ain't trying to, ain't trying to be tied down. Trust me, there are a band of women who would love for that. Then you have some who don't. And let's stop this whole, you know, women can't do stuff with you know unless they have emotional you know they can always get emotional ties and all that nonsense the shit can happen especially today oh what's up Ali? i see you girl especially today women can for damn sure just have a you know physical relationship with people just like we can and i think it's fucking up it's fucking our head up that you know that they can you know that they can you know do that now i just see a lot of men getting a little fucked up about how savage the women of 2017 are because they will dog your ass out too. You sitting here thinking you got them all wrapped around your finger and they out here with a whole nother dude or they getting flown out to, you know, Abu Dhabi and shit. And you over here like, damn, I thought we was going, you was going to come over and we was going, you know, watch a little Netflix. But that's not what the case is because that's just what it is. This is what it is. They literally figured out, they literally, they say, you know, we don't like how, you know, women out here thinking like men now and the shit ain't cool. Well, bro, but we did this to ourselves and I'm just taking it upon myself to take some responsibility, some accountability to it. anything that I could have contributed to this situation and to try to change this stereotype, this this group opinion of what men are, because I, I ain't trash personally, but if I'm gonna always be throwing amongst the trash and I'm gonna figure out a way to clean motherfuckers up. But that's all I got to say about Kevin Hart. He, he got his own issues. You know, I guess I kind of hope for the best. But also, bro, you kind of put this on yourself, you know. Bless you, you know, your, your child to be. Hope your family good. I see Tori out here, which I don't know if y'all know who Tori Hart is. Please take your time. Go look up how good this woman looks. Maybe that's just, you know, maybe she's just my type of woman. But to each his own. Moving on. To um to the insecure finale. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't known, if you don't know that I am a pr- probably one of the biggest fans of this show, I think I've turned so many people on to watching this show. This is my shit. I call it my Martin, my own personal Martin. I gotta stop. I gotta. I gotta say it like that because I think people get offended if I say this is the Martin of our generation. That's that's a hot take, but that's how I fucking feel. It's on HBO. It's on every week we talk about it all the damn time we can't wait for it to come on it's it's talking about relationships you got different dynamics you got a lot of shit going on i believe it's our martin personally but you can take on yourself and if you haven't seen it i highly suggest you to take your time out and go watch insecure watch all of it all of it one and two one and two one and two all right but the finale happened. 
Um, I actually did an episode on the season premiere, and that's this is why I'm doing. You know, I gotta say something. I didn't want to do a full episode. I got a lot of plans about this year, so I, you know, I want to be real meticulous about you know the certain um, things that I do things on. You know, but I must say something. I have to say something. It's been a little bit of time. I feel like it's been about two weeks. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's good, friend. It's good. Um, I took, you know, it's been about two weeks, so I hope all of you have watched it. Spoiler alert for everyone who is listening. So if you have not seen it from this point in this episode and what you're listening to right now, I am definitely about to spoil that shit for you. So turn it off, pause it, go watch that, come back to this and listen to me. You feel me? Um, I loved it. I thought it was a very, very solid, solid, solid finale. Um, I think, you know, I've heard a lot of different things. You know, I think people were kind of hoping for another, you know, kind of like cliffhanger type of situation. I really didn't need that. Um, I really just wanted some type of, you know, resolution. I just wanted some ends to kind of be, you know, tied the hell up. Um, And I think that that was kind of done. I think they set themselves up to have a real interesting kind of, I wouldn't say clean slate. But the major, the major, major, major uh, story that was going on, this is really the body of the whole show being Lawrence and Issa came to a very dope hype. The structure of the show was real interesting because they did 30 days within, you know, with Molly and Issa and uh, Lawrence. And I thought that was a real interesting take to show how, you know, in these 30 days, how they kind of all were intertwined and looped together. Um how they got to a certain point um i believe first with lawrence uh lawrence is fucked up i'm not lawrence hive if you listen to my insecure episode uh hella my hella insecure episode you'll see i told you why that i'm not lawrence hive so i don't want to you know restate that but simply put that i could i just really can't relate to the man for real, for real. I think I just wouldn't allow myself to get to the point that he got himself to. That's the brief way to describe why I'm not Lawrence High. But Lawrence in this episode was very interesting. He had a very interesting storyline. He really went in with a partner and like really is getting serious with a partner. Um, I personally am kind of here for a partner a little bit. She fine to me and she, you know, she seemed real cool. She seemed like she, you know, she got a real interesting vibe to her. So I understand why he was attracted to her. She was, you know, real subtle with, you know, kind of, you know, with her little signals. So shit was cute. It was kind of fly. Couldn't, I had to, I had to, you know, really mess with it. I really did. Um, I just believe that, um, that she is a very interesting character. You're here for her as well. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I feel like she's a really interesting character and because of her being an interest, I think it was, you know, interesting to see. I didn't think she was going to end up like Tasha. I truly did not think that at all. I did not think she was going to end up like Tasha in, in, the, in any single way. But I think, you know, the way it ended up, you know, kind of being shown that Lawrence still has issues. He still has problems. It's still something going on, I think was, you know, a key point. A very, very keen point within this uh, episode. Um, I believe that, you know, him kind of still being jealous as hell. Him still 
truly never it's been at this point it's been at least four months and he still hasn't really dealt with his shit he really hasn't sat in his shit he really hasn't went through those phases of you know of what happens after a post breakup where you think about shit where you dissect you realize what you did wrong and what you did right and all these different things I feel like it's sad that you know that's what it is but that's what it is that's exactly what it is and it's a trip but i think he um he is a interesting you know character to say the least um very complex in a way but also the premium example of a mediocre man one who quote unquote you know is a nice guy but also is a quote unquote you know fuck boy in a way he has fuck boy ways or he kind of wants to be in that area he wants to do fuckboy shit I'll say but that's really not in him obviously it isn't so Aparna eventually leaves him because obviously he's jealous as hell of you know of her past situation which if he had if he was secure he it wouldn't bother him yes she's laughing at this man but she's on a date with you I feel like you gotta you know be secure and allow that to play out if it's a situation fellas if it's something going on with somebody, listen to me. If it's something going on with your girl and whatever, shit's going to come to light. Don't allow that to, you know, create some type of insecurities and jealousy with you because jealousy is one of the worst things to feel. Trust me, I know. So you have to allow things to play out. If she's fucking around on you, it's going to come out. It's going to all be shown. Especially if she's fucking around with you or a person that you fucking work with. Come on now. Be smarter than that. Then we cut to Molly. Uh, Molly, you know, is kind of, you know, entertaining the thoughts of, you know, Quentin. Quentin being the little, uh, little Rel, uh, Howard's character on the show, which is real interesting because he's coming on strong and she kind of pushed this whole, you know, you my homie, hey, mm-hmm, vibe to him. Which, you know, is always a terrible feeling to feel when you get thrown you know, strong into that friend zone area is real. It, 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 it never feels good. But it happens. It happens to the best of us. But you have, you know, it is what it is. I think um, then you have her go and talk to her, you know, her therapist. And she tells her, you know, why can't this work out? Why, why don't it just be what it be? And it is what it is. But I think Molly's, you know, whole resolution was interesting. I think Molly is a person who truly is going after these things that she really don't need, these things that she wants, and really not in her own best interest because she's just going after, you know, the sensationalized things and not the things that she really needs to figure out. And also, she you can tell how insecure she is because she's affected by every single thing. A therapist says this, so she immediately goes and tries to, you know, and goes and fucks up on uh, Quentin Lorel Howery's character. So it's kind of like... You're really not making choices for yourself at this point. You just kind of want somebody to kind of lead you to the right answer, you know, and just so easily influenced and so open. So that's why Drew can just come in and say whatever you want to say to you and get right back into that bed. You feel me? Uh, then you move on to Issa. And Issa was uh, Issa's uh, story is very interesting. I, go, I love I just want to, you know, I think, you know, it. It gets to a point, you know, where she has to move out. And I think, you know, they really dope when they, how they show and how they show so many different levels within the show, have so many different things, having so many different stories going on when it comes to just, you know, this, her neighborhood is being gentrified. On top of that, you have, you know, just 
the persistence of, you know, of her just, you know, her having to move and her, this, this cloud over her on just how her life is not the way she wants it to be. So literally she is in between, not about now about to be in between homes, essentially kind of not really even in between dudes no more. Her whole tation really is kind of ended at this point. So it's kind of sour, you know, she's gotten to a, you know, a, you know, argument in the street with her ex-boyfriend. Shit really ain't good right now, you know? So I can only imagine where her emotions and where her, where her head is. Her car's fucked up, you know? It's just work ain't good. It finally comes out that, you know, what the principal at this school that she was working at was doing. And and just every which way is just not good for Issa right now. But she seems to, you know, being positive. She seems to trying to do something about it. She's trying to find a place. She's trying to move out. She contacts Lawrence, tells me, you know, he needs a couch. Ironically, he actually needs a couch. Do you want the couch that we, you know, we got together? I feel like you, if it's ours, so, you know, I don't need it. So, can you, do you need it? Would you like to come and get it? And invite him over and they have this conversation that is probably one of the most incredible conversations captured on, you know, on, you know, for TV of two people, you know, really just relating and talking to each other about their feelings and about what they feel. And I think it was powerful because it was just, it was just something that was needed. It was something they both had been avoiding and something they both needed. But also I think, you know, for a lot of people, it takes, takes time away for you to kind of get to that point for you to really, you know, really dissect and analyze exactly what went wrong and analyze your feelings and process exactly what you, you know, what you want to say. And it came to a very beautiful moment. You had, you know, Lawrence in here crying with his turtleneck on. You know what I'm saying? Issa on the counter, really, you know, sobbing it up, supporting, you know, giving her, you know, her shoulder for him to cry on. The man was toe up, but it was an incredible scene. I think it was a message that every, not not only did they need to hear, but I think even the people who were watching this show even need to hear. Because I can only imagine how many people have been in this situation. Because that was a real, that's a real ass situation. Like, all relationships aren't broken up because of, you know, infidelity and things like that. Sometimes it's really just a, I'm growing, you growing, and we growing in a place that's so weird and so different than where we began. It's like, damn, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Are we going to adjust to this or are we going to leave each other and grow apart? And I think that's a real vital thing that, you know, that they went through. And then, of course, that whole dream sequence, that extremely... Extremely well placed Daniel Caesar song. It was just good. Ooh, it was just good. It was just good. It was so good. And I'm excited. I'm excited for next season. I think it was, you know, I think a lot of people felt like, you know, it was just an interesting, you know, way to end it. But I think there's definitely opportunity within next season. I think there's something in going on between Tiffany and Derek because there was some plot holes in that. Y'all can look that up on your own. But if you go back and watch, just pay attention to those two characters, Tiffany and Derek, in the episode. Then you have, you know, Lawrence kind of, you know, Lawrence and Issa kind of having their almost kind of a slightly a closure moment where they, if they don't come back together, it makes sense. If they do, it makes sense too. Um, so I feel like they're definitely going to still have both of them being in the show. Of course. Lawrence, of course, still being in the show and kind of showing his, you know, his life away. And I think him healing a little bit more. Hopefully that's what they show. I think that'll be interesting. And then Issa really, I think next season, she's really going to get her shit together every single way. More for her than anything else. I think she was focused on, you know, 
fucking, you know, had being had going through her whole phase and feeling good and shit like that. But she really needs to do more with herself. Really need to do more with all the things that she felt like she had going on, you know. Her friends out here flourishing, doing more things. Kelly losing weight. Tiffany and Derek supposedly, you know, having children. Molly out here taking interviews, trying to, you know, push it forward in her career. While Issa, you still broke, girl. You still ain't. You still, you know. And now you're in this situation where, you know, your rent's going up and all these things are happening. You kind of not even ready for that. You can't even stay in the same place. You got to now move. And you're not even happy with a lot of things in your life. And there's so much you got to take care of now. And I think that's a testament of how life really is. When you aren't taking care of you and taking care of your business, when shit start falling down, when it all falls down, shit. That shit fall down on you heavy as hell. But I think she'll be fine. That's insecure, though. That's the insecure finale. I advise, you know, everyone to go back and watch it. If you haven't watched it more than once, watch it more than once. Because it's just that. It's just that good. They need to cut me a check because I swear I've been camping for this show since the beginning. But the Black Love Doc. I've watched, you know, three episodes of the Black Love uh, documentary on OWN Network. If you have not seen it, I highly suggest it. It's a, a married couple who produced this. I got to get their name. Um, and they essentially had a beautiful, beautiful idea to just, you know, come and talk to married couples about black love um and i think that was i think that's something that's very needed something that's very pivotal i think you know it's something that we all uh may talk about in a very you know maybe not out loud not saying that's what we're speaking on but i personally believe that you know black love is a very 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 interesting first off it's the only one where we actually state exactly what it is black love you don't, you don't hear stories about Asian love and white love and you know all these different things I think black love is just so specific because of you know it's tangible you can feel it you can smell it damn they have a it changed the damn temperature in the room you know it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing when you see it and you know that it's real with whoever that it's real with and watching it definitely showed a lot to me about, you know, the power of just black love in general and what it represents. To me, I feel like it represents, you know, the unity of two people, two people with very interesting backgrounds, very, very, very strong, uh, very, very strong and very, very sometimes even sad, you know, uh, history and had just a lot of different baggage, you know, being black and American already makes you have a certain amount of baggage that you know that you come with and then just everything else after that you know whatever your personal experiences were life experiences were you come with all of those things and i think you know that's what makes it even more interesting you know just what makes black love interesting is that we can literally bring our collective baggage into the same pool and love and love the hell out of each other and 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 define exact and define what and make love look so damn good, you know. I'm not a person who's been married, so I'm definitely not going to speak too much on it. But I think it's definitely something that I feel like I suggest everyone to see and to watch because it's something that's very interesting to see these different black couples and how they got to this point and um, their variety, you know, and how they met. It's always extremely whimsical, and I always I suggest for everyone to be receptive, be open, 
Be open to all the possibilities because you never know who you're really going to end up with. And I think it always surprises people when they, you know, look back and be like, damn, I would have never thought we would have been together. I would have thought I would have been with this one person that was crazy as hell over, not the person I met this one time in this one place and we reconnected and now we married with children. Shit happens that way though. And it's cool. It's cool. And I thought it was interesting, you know, the one of the most vital things that I thought they spoke on was just, you know, talking about the bumps in the road and how you really just have to persevere. Perseverance is really the key with it all. It's like if we truly love each other and we truly, you know, have this strong, strong, you know, emotions and this intertwined life that we said we're going to commit to, then you have to be able to test those things out. And when when shit gets rough, because I feel like it's cute. Black love is sounds so beautiful and just sounds so whimsical, but marriage and all these different things are you know a real ass thing and i think it's really dope the way they exemplify the examples of when things got hard when things got rough and how they got through those things um definitely something i highly suggest for anyone 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 who wants to just you know truly get some understanding if you are a person who's really on the fence about marriage you know on the fence about you know all these different things i believe a lot of their marriages aren't the most traditional some of them are but also, grasp some, you know, inspiration from that. And also remember that what you have with somebody is going to be what you got with somebody. And I thought that was what the most interesting thing about it was. Because each and every person's situation was different. Each and every person's marriage was still different. How they got together and how they stayed together and how they worked these things out. And how they are now here sitting on the couch together talking to us about the past. In a very happy way. Not in a way of like, oh my lord, you know, this is just... Some shit we went through and I'm so tired and done of this motherfucker. But actually being glad to say, you know, we met and I was happy that we met. And I was sad, you know, when we went through hard times. But I'm glad we're still here together. And yes, please go look for it. Please go. Um, it's a great it's a great story. It has definitely, you know, some celebrities, you know, kind of in there as well. As well as, you know, just some some cool, you know, very interesting regular people. Um, and I think that you, that was what made it even more interesting that they just didn't focus on these, you know, very recognizable people, but focused on, you know, people who are living in the real world. Because I feel like it's a difference, too. You know, that that relationship dynamic is different. So I'm glad they gave those examples as well. And I, I appreciate it. I think it's something that I'm a person who loves love. So I'm always promote these things. I'm a person who loves black love, especially. So I'm always promote these things. But I'm a person who just... True beliefs, everyone should do that one thing that I feel like all all of us all of us as humans truly would love to do, and that's connect with each other. That's really all I gotta say. I don't wanna spoil it for you because I feel like it's just, you know, it's a lot of gems in there that I feel like everyone should just go see and go watch. Oh, how you doing, London Bri- it's London Bridges. How you doing, girl? Um and I think, you know, it's just a great it's a great um, thing that we need for the culture. And I hope that things like this persist to continue to happen. We really need to keep seeing things like this. We must keep seeing things like this. But that's um, my um, special delivery for today. Um, I really, really, truly, truly appreciate everyone who's been supporting uh, everyone who's, you know, been reposting and feeling what I've been saying. This has been a real interesting year for me. And I definitely have, the podcast has grown. I've, you know, been glad to see, you know, people around me in my space, you know, 
uh, truly, you know, get into podcasting as well. And <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, I, I really, I really just, re- you know, love that you know everyone is really vibing and starting to think in a different way. And I hope that I can, you know, assist in, you know, helping people think differently and bring a new perspective or just bring my perspective. And if you vibe with it, let me know that you vibe with it and we can talk amongst each other and we can find the other people who agree with us and grow this community out, you know, because I feel like I know that I'm not the only one who think these things, who have looked at these things in this way. And if I am, I'll at least be the one to introduce the thought and you can take it on to yourself. But. Um, if you don't know you now, you know, you can listen to the Simply King podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available from SoundCloud to from SoundCloud to Google Play to um, the uh, Apple podcast, Apple iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. I'm a part of the podcast and color directory. I'm a part of a collective here in sh- Chicago of podcast called the Second Wind Collective. Um, shout out to my man. He's come out every week. I do these special deliveries random as hell if I don't have anything planned for the week. But I got a lot of cool things planned for this next upcoming year of doing podcasting that you guys are going to really love. I plan to really grow this out. I'm definitely going to do this more where you guys can interact with me and talk to me. And I want you to ask to ask me questions and we can just chat it out. I want you to do either be an event, panel discussion, uh, any type of way. I don't, I don't mind contributing in any way, shape or form. I'm locally here in Chicago, but I'll definitely, you know, if it's feasible, come to wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. But um, thank you all for listening. Thanks for supporting this. Shout out to the people who are just got put on to the show. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. This is the soul. Love y'all. Talk to y'all next week. Thank y'all for listening. I just simply got to do better. Apologize. 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 Millennial news. I'm not perfect. Apologize. Dre speaks. Apologize. Kevin Hart. I'm not perfect. 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 I'm not perfect.